All roads lead to the vein. Hey, what's up everyone? Brad Chmielewski here with episode 198 of Shadow of the Vein. Ticking away to that episode 200. All right, but this is a this is a really fun episode this week. I got T-Dog joining me once again. Uh, many of you in the Vanglory community probably know or remember T-Dog. He had the Alternating Current podcast. He was streaming quite a bit on uh, Twitch. Uh, mostly, I think pretty much always Vanglory. I think he was doing sometimes other games, but Vanglory was the core of it all in the Vanglory podcast. Um, and then he just kind of disappeared. Uh, not a lot said when he left, but now he seems to be coming back in the game, uh, wanting to get more involved, getting set up, I think, to stream again. Um, uh, he talks about a little bit of what he's doing, what he's, uh, why he left, um, things like that. Just uh, nice to check in with him, see what's up. Great to see him back, uh, especially as the community seems to be in this weird flux of people saying goodbye, new players coming in, a lot of people trying to defend uh, SEMC for what they're doing, SEMC pushing forward with their esports and 5v5. Uh, just it seems like this weird changing space right now. So it's great to see uh, an old face like T Dog coming back in, experiencing 5v5. Uh, seeing what the game's about right now. Um, really hope he's enjoying it. Really hope he has some good success with his stream and if he gets rolling with the podcast again. Uh, be sure to follow him up on Twitter. There's a link in the show notes in the description of this episode. Um, and keep a lookout because he's got a pretty awesome puppy he's been uh, talking about. I think he shared a few pictures as well. So maybe there'll be some puppy uh, streams also. That'd be really fun. But that has nothing to do with Vanglory, and that's what this podcast is all about, Vanglory, mobile games. All right, let's get into episode 198. Shatter the Vein. This is the 198th episode of Shadow the Vein. My name is Brad Chmielewski and this is a podcast all about Vainglory. Every week I try to break down the news, gameplay, game tips, and hopefully we can all become better players together. And every week bringing on people from the community, people that love this game, support it, have been playing it for a long time. And this week I want to welcome or really welcome back T-Dog. Hey, how's Hello. it going? Hey, thanks for having me back. I mean, last time that I saw you here, Brad, was episode 100 when you got the uh, kind of the whole gang together in the Vainglory podcasters. Um, and now 198. I mean, still being the longest running podcast. <laughs> um, and even with um, my previous podcast, Alternating Current being the second, um, maybe coming back, still in the middle about that. Okay, but. Cool. Um, still um absolutely fantastic uh to be here and definitely be coming back in a uh, about a couple months mm -hmm. yeah that was uh what you main vein uh the fold and myself so you know yeah, <laughs> now we it have was, uh, time for rolling it, yeah it was um it was definitely um a great time because during that um during that time, I was still very, very young into the community. Mm -hmm. So someone like you reaching out to me and saying, hey, you're one of the main podcasts within the community. Do you want to come on? Was definitely uh, one of those um, major things that um, influenced me to still um, not as well come back, uh, as well as come back, but um, also uh, do what I did within the community. Yeah, that's um, awesome. So it was uh, definitely awesome to be within that uh, kind of a little bit of core uh, net team. Right. Um, so, yeah, you were doing the podcast for a while. You were streaming quite a bit. And then all of a sudden, you seemed like you disappeared. You seemed like you had to take a step back from the, the game and the community. Uh, anything you want to – what happened there, I guess? <laughs> yeah, so that was one of the major things um, that – to touch on um i'm going to definitely try to leave names out because Fair enough, i'm not yeah. here to 
put names on blast or anything like that. No, I think um, everyone's just probably glad oh, yeah. you're alive and you didn't yeah. like something bad <laughs> didn't happen to you. Why, like, you know, no, when people, when people disappear, like uh, even like Tiny Destiny recently on her tweets, like people are like concerned. Yeah, right? bless, <laughs> bless her heart. I definitely know the private details of that. And she's definitely one of the people I look to and bless her heart that she definitely getting the help she needs cool. and she's says that she's seeing a therapist and stuff like that so definitely bless her heart and i'm glad she's getting the help she needs and knows that but um but yeah when i had taken off like that um because i know i definitely hurt some people and i did not mean to hurt people the way i did um by taking off that suddenly but um basically to answer some questions why i had left the community was simply put um it, i was simply burnt out um with not only the game but with content creation following some certain events that uh, for the fact of the matter it left me in a very deep, deep pit, uh very deep pit of depression to be okay. completely honest uh left on me by one of the members of the vanguard community hmm. um like i said not to name anybody but um, at that point in my life, I saw streaming and the podcast and everything that I was doing is nothing more than something that harmed me more than it had helped me. Okay. And um, every time that I just I got on, it it started weighing on me more and more, like a hundred a hundred pound of bricks on my shoulders. And for me, just taking a step back and uh, really what I had thought of me quitting actually permanently um, kind of um, backfired on a very positive note <laughs> because during um, this kind of the six month period when I was gone um, allowed me still grow as a person and uh, as an individual in my life. Okay. Um, as well as um, I still work the same old nine to five job. Uh, I still work from home. Um, but as well as I also got my first home, uh, nice. renting a three bedroom, one bath uh, house, uh, a little bit in north part of Iowa, because that's where I live. Mm -hmm. And um, getting, got a, uh, you could say some couples uh, would say a child and have um, got a child, luckily. <laughs> uh, but getting a six-month-year-old Siberian Husky puppy That's the name awesome. of Luna. And uh, <laughs> if she has as much energy, I I wish I could just draw a little bit of that energy from that dog because, good Lord, I cannot keep up with her. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw like a tweet about doing uh, dog streams or walking streams or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and honestly... Just um, kind of uh, you, me, and the, just the Saturday Vane community. Um, one of those things is I've always kind of looked at like real life streams is because you see all these videos and stuff like that of um, just crazy stuff happening, weird stuff happening. And some could say a stage or something, but it's still there that there was some weird stuff that can happen in, um, during real life streams. So I'm like, mm -hmm. Man, I don't want some weirdo stalker coming up and uh, <laughs> right. I realize truth while I'm walking Luna, and then suddenly I'm just gone again. But yeah. um, that's one of the things that I've been thinking um, about doing is uh, before, while I'm still building up, because there's still a couple things that I need to get uh, before I can actually bring up uh, gaming streaming again, uh, okay. especially coming back for Vanguard, because that is going to be one of the games uh, that I am going to be streaming. But um definitely build up uh towards uh the gaming streaming that i'll be coming back to uh, as mm -hmm. doing some real life stream it's just a matter of uh when do i want to start that and probably going to be starting that within the next month here um it'll, awesome. as well as get me in the routine of um continuously taking out Luna and getting her exercise because if she does not get six hours a day of exercise, uh, it's, I think this is the motto of any Husky. If you mm -hmm. don't exercise them at least six hours, they'll start eating everything within oh, a yikes. five hour. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have 
couple cats, so they are very, uh, they're much easier to deal with <laughs> than, uh, you know, having to worry about a dog eating all your furniture. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. Very true. And it's, I, I was very much of a cat person, but, uh, true to my name, I absolutely fell in love with this uh, dog when my fiance brought it home and, um, wasn't too sure how it would, uh, work out, but yeah, she, she brought it home and absolutely loved the dog to death, but, um, to touch on the decision, um, kind of going back of why I came back, um, just if um, not only everybody in the community, um, because one, I felt horrible for kind of, uh, leaving everybody as I did, but, um, mostly it was the encouragement of my fiance, Jamie, or someone, uh, some in the community know her as poison Knight. Um, it's kind of one of those things where. I kind of had lost, uh, lost my purpose. Um, okay. what I felt like I lost my purpose in life and just having that purpose of seeing the community grow, um, personally, my own community grow, um, and having a goal every week, um, for the podcast, it was one of those things where I had just personally left, lost that, um, purpose in life besides the nine to five job, which if any working adult knows that can very, get very, uh, redane, <laughs> right. Very quickly. So it, it was one of those things where I, I wanted to have something come back to something that I could still grow at and that I, I frankly miss the community members. I miss the small, mm -hmm. definitely miss the ties that. I had come to know and come to grow with. Yeah. As uh, simply put as that. Yeah, it's interesting that you talk about it. One is like a, a burden sometimes, like the making content, especially a podcast or any sort oh, of video where, so, yeah. where you have to put out something every week. There is really no time to think about how that one went because you always have to worry about how the next one went. Same thing with streaming. Once that stream is done, you might send out a tweet that you thank everyone. And then you're like, well, I already have to worry about tomorrow's stream, so let me get no. some sleep, and we'll do it again. So there's, uh, it does become a very, uh, I guess, depressing to some degree, but then a lot of people use it as like a way to connect with people that maybe uh, care about them or are outside of their group or their community where maybe they aren't, they aren't getting the support. So it's, it's, it's a super interesting thing that happens both ways with like a content creation and especially streaming. Yeah, very much so. And to touch on that, I even still like the editing process because yeah, it was one of those things is um, I know we're not on video right now. And that was I had to say back for Altering Current, that was about 60% of it. Yeah. And if I'm going to be bringing back Altering Current, it's going to be audio only because <laughs> the editing on audio is not as bad no. as video by far. Bar. And as soon as you upload it to say, um, for myself, it was SoundCloud, it ended up shipping out to um, other websites um, that yeah. a couple of the other community members listened to. So in terms of just uploading to YouTube, it was a lot more work than it was truly needed. Right. And uh, it's not even, yeah, for me, it's often not the editing, it's the compressing and then the extra uploading. Oh, yeah. That's like, oh, yeah. all right, well, I got to wait an hour for this to compress or whatever it is and then render okay, out then gotta, yeah. Upload. yeah good lord <laughs> like um, i already talked to this person i already had the enjoyment of it all right i guess i'm, I'm doing it for everyone else now <laughs> <laughs> very much so and it's one of those things where at the beginning when you started the uh when i personally started my own podcast I did it as the excitement of meeting all these people that I looked up to. I think episode three or four of the alternating current, I had Action Jackson on, which at that time just really blew me away that this high ranking person within the community even wanted to have anything to deal with me <laughs> and talk with me. And to come to think, come to find out, it's just as simple as asking if a person wants to come on to the podcast and sure, uh, right? provide that outlet to speak. And, and I'm sure it's the same result for you as well. Uh, yeah, you know, most of the time, um, there's been a few people who maybe don't want to come on who are shy or don't want to get in front of the camera or the audio. 
that happens. But most of the time, people are more than welcoming and are are glad to do it if they can manage the time. Like it's it's often oh, a time yeah. thing for anyone. But yeah, most Very of the time, much. people are more than happy to talk to you and uh, just spend. 30, 60 minutes, whatever it is. Yeah, definitely very much so. And even when you think uh, some people are going to be completely shy, it ends up flipping it on its, uh, doing a complete 180 and um, end up chatting for over an hour for Mm -hmm. some podcasts. It's just absolutely amazing to see this. And very well, um, and I didn't realize it before, but it is a networking tool uh, to some degree and um, just building these relationships is long lasting. It really is. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome to hear that you're one possibly coming back with the podcast again and then uh, streaming as well. So it seems like Vanglory is going to be a part of it. Maybe some dog streams and you're going to do other games as well, I'm sure. Yeah. And one of the things that I wanted to definitely touch on is when I come back, one of the mingles, and I had tweeted this out, is every month um, I am going to be choosing at least four uh, dog shelters within North America mm-hmm. that um, most, if not all, the profit that the channel earns will be going to those dog shelters, um, such as the term of my stream, the dog house. Okay. And I'd be just one of those things where one of the four uh, lets the subs actually vote on which one it goes to, mm-hmm. um, but still keep that uh, close-knit uh, community and keep growing and um, keep working with the game that made me who I am today, which is Vainglory. Yeah, that that's awesome that you're uh, going to donate that. I know like a lot of people or um, people often get caught up in like, I'm going to make money. I'm going to be a ninja and make, you know, all this money every month. And it's like, I think it's what what NBC did an interview on him. Five hundred thousand dollars a month. Still yeah. insane. But that, no. it took him 10 years to get where he is. That's insane. And that's uh, one person and he's the most popular person. Guess what? Most people on Twitch are, they are working other jobs. They are not oh, making yeah. enough money to support themselves, or they're in school and it's a side thing. There is not a lot of money in making YouTube videos and streaming. So, no, there <laughs> is not. And even still being lucky to do it even full time uh, if you're in like a living situation, if you're living with like uh, parents or if you're living with friends, which, um, by all means, those living situations yeah. do what you have to do to get yourself on your feet. Um, but sometimes with those situations, uh, just allows you to do what you uh, can. And um, I know with like Rumbly, he's doing it live uh, full time. His Zeno Tech, he's doing it full time as well. And um, for them to be able to do it full time on content creation, which is just absolutely fantastic, good on them. Um, as well as another person um, that I guarantee will be doing it full-time here probably pretty soon. Um, he hasn't confirmed it, but I guarantee he'll probably do it um, if he brings in enough money. Uh, will probably be uh, the one of the brand new streamers that came on, but uh, he's part of uh, Gangstar's um, uh, Iraqi Zoro. Oh, I, he yeah. just started streaming on Twitch. Mm-hmm. And... Um, he's doing well for himself. Like I have to say over close to 200 viewers and it's built and especially for a Vanguard stream. Yeah. That's that great. on par with flash. Yeah, no, that's great. But yeah, then, but you donating the money, then you don't get caught up in the like, Oh, I only made $40 this month. That's like, yeah. that, that wasn't worth my time. I could have, you know, not had a coffee this week and made more money basically you know yeah. but then you're donating it's like whatever it is it's it's more than i would have gave if i wasn't doing that right oh yeah by far it's not about the money yeah. it's about the time that you put into it and growing it um and it's just it's a matter of where the future takes you to be completely mm-hmm. honest but yeah it's it's not about the money it's about the growth of the community that you want to see are you doing better than last month? Okay, what can you see to possibly improve it or um, to even continue having fun and uh, growing it at your own pace? Mm-hmm. Um, 
so then when you did step away, did you step completely away from Vainglory? Like, did you play it at all? Were you like on some alt account, you know, still checking it out and honing your skills? Or did you no, completely very, put it, it down? Very well. I have to say it was about 80 to 20% there. Okay. <laughs> 80% of just completely just stepping away and then 20% of me picking it up, um, checking in with the communities, how everybody was doing. Um, because like I said, I had thought that um, I had planned that backfired very positively uh, was that I was going to step away permanently and not come back. Well, it was one of those things. I was seeing the 5v5 release. My fiance, Jamie, had actually received uh, an email saying, uh, come join 5v5 uh -huh. from SMC, which I thought was really cool. Um, but we had, uh, I was watching the 5, 5, 5v5 release. I had actually watched the video presentation at 2017 Worlds mm -hmm. where, uh, Christian was going over 5v5 uh, and everything about it and um, just uh, kind of uh, playing a couple games here and there. But um, mostly my iPod Pro, uh, iPad Pro did not get use uh, very okay. much, at, if at all. <laughs> uh, during that time, um, I think uh, Fiance was using it more for Netflix than I was for gaming. Oh, wow, funny. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, I still checked in with the community. Um, I was still checking up with the eSports tab and the community tab and still tried taking it for 2017. Yeah. Uh, Worlds was absolutely blown away. Um, sad to hear that Cloud9 um, left the VG scene. It was, it was a couple of sad days um, for that. But um, yeah, I, I was checking in every once in a while with it, yeah. Nice. So, so now that you're you're back, like you said, five v five was kind of a, a glimmer at that point. Uh, have you gotten some games in? How are you liking this this new mode, this new map? So, with the new map, um, honestly, it's it, it's a baby. It really is. It feels <laughs> like the very early days of the three v three. Yeah. Um, even still, like I came in like a year after it came out on Android, um, back before 3v3, I came in at the end of 2015. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't say I was in the baby stages of 3v3, but um, definitely walking around on 5v5. We know Dota, we know um, League of Legends as having its own meta where you have two in the bottom lane, you have one in jungle going around the entire map you have a middle liner and top laner in in vainglory 5v5 it's it feels like a free-for-all yeah and there's no who can get it, the most it, kills. It, honestly <laughs> it feels it honestly is like kind of a brawl free-for-all like there's no defined meta right now and even though in game it's showing that there's apparently two jungles you have your middle lane top lane and bottom lane it doesn't feel like the Vainglory community is taking a chapter or note from, like, say, League of Legends. Hopefully not from its toxicity, but I don't know. maybe that's from a, that's its a uh, meta um, of keeping a bottom liner. You have your support and your ADC carry. You have your jungle and then your top lane, middle lane to balance out the 5v5. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen that. To be completely honest, I have seen players that have walked around, understandably, like it's their first game and have very hard times concept, trying to grasp the concept of 5v5. Mm -hmm. um, uh, for me, a lot of the time is uh, you're in lane and you know if anyone's going to come up there and gank you, you will die because anyone can survive under the turrets. They don't do a lot of damage, so you just have to hope that your lane doesn't get ganked or that your jungler is there as well. <laughs> to Pray and hope. If not, then you better be laying those wards every, uh, sorry, cameras, uh, the wards, give me a break. <laughs> um, you better be laying your wards, getting vision down on the map because one of the things that I am so glad that SEMC did that honestly League of Legends did not win um, playing through there in the 5v5 they gave every player wards. Mm -hmm. So there's no excuse that you're not laying down vision because 
Um, I'm sorry, even supports job. We we're trying to protect you. We're trying to also do vision. Just you got some free wars laid down. Please protect your own lane. Right. Yeah. League added that uh, recently. I think everyone gets a, a ward at the beginning of the game. So yeah, it definitely helps and shows like the support or the captain isn't the only person that should be responsible yeah. for this. You all, everyone can do it. <laughs> yeah. Um. With my thoughts on the map, though, um, very well done. Um, very beautiful. Mm -hmm. I there are a little bit of qualms, like the position of the ability minions uh in the jungle um the weapon um i think they really should be actually turned around um because if you actually are facing on the left hand side of the map you're actually taking a look you're on bottom side of the map um and you're going straight towards the uh, northeast side of the map the one problem is the ability minion on the right hand side from the middle lane is so easily accessible yeah um it's almost unbelievable and, and i've heard some qualms about if there's a advantage over one side or the other um and seeing some backup for that but majority of it i think that the ability minions just need to be either turned around where the landscape actually is full 180 mm -hmm. or actually needs to be a little bit deeper and maybe a shift of where all of these minions are. Is um, that, is that a, yeah. a bias coming though, knowing league and knowing Dota, like where they very, are? very much. So, so. it's very <laughs> that, that. I, um, I feel the same way, but I also feel like maybe that's my, my, I mean, if you want to give me free ability minions, by all <laughs> means, give it to me, but right. Maybe make me work for it just a little bit. Not so uh, the enemy jungler is not losing his camps by one step out of by uh, out of me walking over the river. Thanks. Right. Yeah. Or the captain just like I'm gonna roam back and forth and just I'll take this oh on my, my way. <laughs> yeah, a captain should not be roaming around the entire map. I mean, yeah, no. I that's kind of one of the things that. Is definitely irked me in this 5v5 meta is it, it seems like instead of the unless there's no jungler on the map it feels like three lanes and um then you have your captain that is walking around everywhere which just does not sit well with me at all well there's no there's no job for the jungler in vanglory yeah. uh the buffs often go to the laners so the jungler gets nothing and then they're just a they're a mobile ganker at that point <laughs> yeah it's free for all let's go yeah oh yeah do you have a do you have a position or a role that you're you're liking over the others um i'm still honestly i no matter what changes are being made i'm still a captain main at okay. heart um i'm still roam captain whatever you prefer to call it um i i am still a support role at heart i love um how the how the characters come into play i love that last clutch of saving players um i love getting uh triple man four man stuns with ardent alts um just being the most important role maybe not being uh told i'm the most important but knowing that if you're going to live it's going to be because of me and uh, just absolutely my favorite role is still being captain nice yeah um i haven't i don't know yeah i do like the captain because of that like just i can do whatever i want and as long as i save somebody um it's usually a, a win for me <laughs> at least <laughs> you now have four people to get upset at you for not saving them so if you could save one okay cool so you just kind of hopefully babysit somebody or babysit two lanes and play that way oh, so yeah. i kind of i kind of like that role a little bit it's a little more uh low stress and you can kind of look out at the map a little more you can kind of see the bigger picture all right where's everyone at what's what's this team doing and how do we counter it now yeah and here's one of the things that i have not heard from many players when you're trying to go from say league of legends to vainglory most of the time you're playing on a very smaller screen so in terms of map awareness especially from looking at that little map um because obviously on a mobile device the map itself is going to be small and as to not take up the entire map mm -hmm. 
-hmm. but um it, the map awareness um is definitely a little bit less on the players for being on mobile so um communication is there you still have your communication pings but definitely it's a little bit harder with mobile mobas uh just because of how small everything is yeah having that map awareness is definitely key but you got the ipad pro so you got plenty of map just, screen there just a little bit just a little bit <laughs> Yeah, I'm playing on the iPad mini and I often have a hard time clicking on things because there's so much on the screen now. I mean, they did say Vainglory was made for tablets and yeah. iPads and stuff, so... Eh. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. Uh, I still feel like everyone's still learning it even though they're trying to say there's a meta, but I think until the VPL starts, the preseason, I know we had the, yeah, v, the VGL. Yeah, starts yeah. up and all of the uh all of the player base can actually see what the pros are doing hopefully that's when vainglory will start actually forming a meta yeah. um until <laughs> then it's it's kind of free for all okay everybody let's just roam together as a team there's no need for you to have your own lane let's go right yeah that's that's i think the best way just to win the game if you can communicate your with your team like hey, three of us are just going to roam around and gank and take turrets. Let's go. They can't stop us. Yeah, and one of the things that, that I will touch on um, is I remember some early concepts for 5v5 maps with a two-lane map instead of three, uh, yeah. where SMC obviously went with the standard uh, 5v5 map. And kudos kudos on uh, SMC. I remember a couple of times during the Alternating Current podcast where I said it's not a loss to copy or at least take a tip from other MOBAs that have done better than you. Mm -hmm. I remember saying that definitely a couple times. So they went with the uh, three lane map as a via instead of the two lane. But as the current meta, I think the just the two lane map with a lane up top and a lane up bottom and you, you had a jungle within the middle probably would have been a little bit better and unique in scenario as I could say. Right, yeah, um, I I agree. They don't, they it, it wasn't a bad thing that they kind of went with that, but it's also a. Uh, I follow people that play League and Vanglory on Twitter, so when images or funny plays are shared, it's very hard to see what is what until you yeah. like dive into that image because they look the same. Like I just they look, and maybe that's a benefit to SCMC uh, from like a branding point of view. It's like, oh, we, we got you. It looks like it, but it's not. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's just, there's a lot of work to be done on Vainglory still for 5v5 at an mm -hmm. extreme amount, especially with more characters coming out. I mean, just balance changes nonstop. Ooh, yeah. Trying to buff up the lower tier ones to try to be top tier and then top tier try to be buffed lower <laughs> It's constant battle for SEMC at this point. Yeah, I just want to play Tony. Like, I'm playing ranked. You don't get to play that guy. And I nope. haven't even seen him or got to play him since the release because he's too strong. So, I played yeah. him a couple times in casual, okay. and the damage with even picking him up the very first time going 10, 3, and 7 without <laughs> really even knowing going the default build... He hits like a truck. Yeah. His A just every, I think it's every six or seven seconds, just constant stunning, stunning, stunning. And um, just his alt for displacement of the enemy team members just is absolutely fun. Uh, now, the taunt itself, you have to time, mm -hmm. but he needs to be nerfed. <laughs> I don't think anybody can disagree. He does need to be nerfed on the damage side, but in terms of his play style, um, for taunting anyway, being the very, I could correct me on this, but the very first hero with the taunting yeah, he is. mechanics, um, there had been rumors when the Alternate Current Podcast was going through that some characters might come up with a taunting technique, but this is the very first hero to actually implement that. Yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, it's cool to see new stuff get added to the game like that, and, uh, but yeah, there's no time to adapt to him because yeah, he's not played, and so it'll be the next update until we all like figure out how to play him and counter him because oh, yeah. it just hasn't been there. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, 
I guess that kind of leads into a little bit of the news, the stuff that's been happening uh, in the scene right now. Vain Glory News. The big one, I think, because of some of these like bug changes and these OP heroes and just the work that needs to be done in 5v5, it is causing a lot of player fighting and just the growing battle of people leaving the game and then people defending SMC and then also people like yourself coming back into the game. So there's like, uh, there's just this, I guess, ring of people that like people leave. Some people are coming back now because it's 5v5 and then there's always the group that's defending SMC to the death. <laughs> and so it's, uh, it's been very interesting watching uh, Reddit and Twitter conversations. Whew. Uh, yeah, any, any thoughts on that? Have you been reading any of these? Oh, man. Um, coming back into the community, it just feels like, um, if any, I'm sure everybody has seen it, but the community gif where uh, David Grove just walks into the room, everybody's in just chaos, there's fire, <laughs> um, he's just holding pizzas in his hand, like, I just went to go get pizzas, man. That is how I am feeling at this current moment as I watch all of this. I, I don't, I'm not gonna say drama, it's a beef between everyone. Yeah, it's just go on, and oh, it's it's definitely, um, I, <laughs> the only way I can really say this because. I, obviously, there's really no middle ground. It's either kind of one or the other. At this point, I'm still at, I'm still that hopeful young boy. Like, SEMC will still bring it out and we'll still be the top thing, still the, the top uh, MOBA on the mobile market. Yeah. And it, here's the thing is, as I'm taking a look at Vainglory, and I take a look at a couple other games, and especially for 2018. Um, if this is, if there's any year that mobile games are going to take off, it's going to be this year. Mm -hmm. um, for the very, very sure point um, that, oh. and it's very sad to have these community members leave. I'm not going to lie because each member that takes a step back it's no matter how many people download the game if those people don't engage within the community they're still not growing that underlining base sure they're playing they're a player that's fine but these players that do so much within the community like automatic that did this huge post um giving advices advice to um SEMC and stuff like that i mean it's great to have these regular players but for SEMC they have to realize you're losing your players that put more into the community than a normal player will yeah I've and always, yeah i've always said like i think yeah there's a group of players that just play this game that maybe play one game a night or one game every couple nights and have no idea that there are streamers, that there's YouTubers, that there's podcasts, and they are fine. They don't need to know because they just they use the game as entertainment, enjoyment, just to pass the time. Like maybe they didn't want to watch uh, this episode of whatever TV show their their parents were watching, or their wife or their husband were watching, and like I'm just gonna play one of these while you watch that. Yeah, and honestly. I'm not going to lie. Automatic brings up a lot of good points. But when it comes down to it, it's more of a feeling, okay, there's a feeling of community versus company. And I touched on that uh, back a couple episodes um, during the alternate current, but it's one of those things where SMC isn't, it's not like they're trying to do it on purpose but as they grow it's more and more feeling like it's community versus company because if you're trying to grow a business you're going to be less on the community side um less on the community side than you were as a business because if you're trying to build the business obviously you're not going to be all friendly 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 mm -hmm. and 
I have met these people in real life. I know where their allegiances do lie. And they do wholeheartedly love this community with every fiber of their being. Sure. But also, we have to be realistic where we stand here. Because they are trying to build the community and they're trying to get it to where these other games are. But at the same time, they're also... and kind of segue it uh into uh segue it into the mentality of the western culture Mm -hmm. um one of the tweets that went out by dowsy for very um he brought up a huge huge uh point where he said that this is a western western stigma um quote unquote i love when pc players claim that nobody wants uh or needs a mobile version of the game it's a, such a Western world statement, totally ignorant to the fact that many of the Eastern world don't have personal computers, but instead have access to smartphones, only if the West matters, which he's not wrong on yeah. that statement. <laughs> Dowsy hit the nail on the head when he had said that um, with garnering 47 likes, including mine. Um, anyway, but going on to that and attaching on to that statement, it is a full 180 turnaround because over in Asia, it is so huge of a market that you see the rise of uh, Heroes of Valor. I do believe that's the name of the game yeah. um, where tons of players are playing this game and it's having its finals of, I do believe, $500,000. Um, and so in terms of money, where mobiles come from, they're not short on cash. The microtransactions that are still, um, still very, uh, still very in your face kind of out it way. Yeah. Um, uh, but the microtransactions are still there. So the money aspect of it is not there, but with access to personal computers in the Western world, it's very hard for mobile games to even come up and even have a rise into it yeah um because there's still the stigma of mobile gaming lol um and you definitely see those comments whenever you see like um the esports come around for bangalore and stuff like that is no one can believe that there's actually an e-port, uh esports scene for these games right and but, the, uh, and the western they Western people most of the time treat their smartphone and these mobile devices as a a, a time waster, I guess. That's the only way to, like, they yeah. are things to do in the bathroom, waiting in line, on the bus, when you're commuting. They are not things you often sit down and do for, or use for long periods of time unless you're watching a movie. That's, that's the only thing <laughs> that... Very much so. And still, even in the Western world, if you take a look at esports as a whole... It's still growing. Now, of course, sure. with it becoming more mainstream, definitely esports becoming mainstream at this point, and Twitch itself coming into the spotlight on NBC, um, it's just the whole Western world is more on football and baseball and um, all of these regular sports, and it's still esports is coming into it. And then when you add mobile gaming on top of that, it's it's almost a little bit too hard uh, for even to someone that has not taken a look from outside to in. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to imagine, oh, these phones? But they're phones. They're not gaming consoles. And we have to sit and say, no, it can be used for gaming. It's actually, it can you can play games on there. And we're just, we're constantly fighting that stigma of mobile gaming lull. Right, and so I think uh, the idea, like the personal computer thing, is important because uh, younger kids they get computers for schoolwork and to do things like that. Well, you're not, we're not doing that on our phones, and so they often end up getting like their parents' older phone or a second generation one because yeah. these devices are expensive. Like an iPhone's a thousand dollars when you also have a laptop or a Retail, desktop yeah. computer computer at your house. Like you're not going to be a most 12, 15-year-old kids aren't going to have like a, a MacBook and a $1,000 
iPhone. Yeah, yeah, there are there are a lot of kids that do, and that's great for them, but the majority aren't. So it's hard to have like a mobile game as powerful as Vanglory or even Fortnite or any of these. Like the resources are yeah. heavy for mobile. So when you have a iPhone 5C, or I don't even know if you could still buy those, but you know, you have an old yeah, device, iPhone just, 6, iPhone 7, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, they just don't work as well. So then you don't play these games. You play Candy Crush or you play a quiz game. And yeah. <laughs> and don't, don't get me started on Candy Crush, man. Like, oh, good Lord. But <laughs> no, it's just you're 100% right. And here's the thing, though. SMC did something that no other company that I have personally seen has done. And they have tried to capitalize on being in the Western world, a forefather figure of mobile gaming. Yeah. Um, because a lot of the mobile gaming is coming out are straight from China and Asia. I'm sorry, but that is the truth of it. Now you have these games, uh, Fortnite, PUBG, that are finally breaking out into the mobile realm, SMC has already been there. Mm -hmm. um, those are also games that were on the PC first, oh, yeah. right? So there's, I think a friend of mine mentioned like there's like 500 or 1,000 games released in the App Store daily. So oh, yeah. how are you even like, if you're, I don't know, Mobile MOBA 2, you're not even going to like make a dent. You're not even there. Yeah. <laughs> And until you actually pick up the game and experience it for yourself, screenshots and stuff can only do so much. Because mm. as we know, if you go to a mobile game, yeah, the screenshots are going to be awesome. The game will look like crap. Yeah. Um, for that, it's also, like you said, it's a very generational thing. We're still having these older generations that look at gaming from when they were growing up and they were playing with sticks and stones and they were <laughs> out in the woods and stuff like that didn't have to come back well for me being born in the 90s being born in 94 i had the very awesome experience of having both um growing up where i could go out and play wouldn't have to be back um spend time with friends outside of the real world um and then still growing up, seeing gaming evolve to the mm -hmm. point where it is and knowing the evolution and the growth come from it. Then these older generational that did not grow up with it, that was only seeing it through their adult years and not knowing where, where it's coming through because working from home, that is one of the hugest things because I work from home at home uh as kind of tech support uh for a lot of the phones you use daily <laughs> and one of the most common things i hear is i can't believe how far technology has come you could probably imagine from that voice of the exact age group i'm hearing from with that simmer mm -hmm. um but they're not wrong by any means technology has come through a long way and just 20 years ago I can't imagine what it's going to look like 20 years from now. Right. Or even That's a scary yeah, thought. Yeah, 10 years. Yeah. So <laughs> mobile gaming, we might not even like, it may happen so fast that it's gone before it even like blows up the way it should. It may blow up and then disappear as fast as it was here. Just the way technology is yeah. going. <laughs> uh but yeah, back to the original, like people leaving, like uh, that's a good point. Like the maybe the older generation of players and people that are in it, because there's a great post by Mexi. Um, you know, he isn't one of these uh, 15, 16 year old kids. He's been playing yeah. the game since it was released in NA here. Um, and he had a good point um, in his paragraph here where he kind of responded to uh, Automatic's post where he said um, when he started playing, there was only 10 heroes it was there was no skins it was a super small community there was no in-game chat there was no rank there was no esports you just played the game and if you wanted to know more about it you had to like search and find out like oh my gosh there's somebody else that knows about this game and when you found it you like got addicted and then you found the devs were there and SMC yeah. was all there talking and trying to like just get the word out there because they were growing and they were tiny. So you felt like you were a part of something very important at that moment 
when it was first released and now those players are feeling like uh they're not part of it anymore and maybe they didn't they came into 3v3 and it was only 3v3 and now it's 5v5 and they're like i didn't i didn't ask for this when i joined so now i don't feel like i'm part of this game like i was part of 3v3 i'm not part of 5v5 and so you're seeing that group kind of be like okay it was fun i'll let someone else yeah, kind of so... take over Definitely to touch on that. I mean, Mexi's not wrong by any means. And of course, he wouldn't put his voice out there if he did not feel comfortable with him being right on this. And for the most part, he's not wrong by any yeah. stretch of the imagination. <laughs> um, especially with his word as he's with gangsters. I mean, um, he would not put his word out there lightly because he's still representing gangsters. But no, he's exactly correct when it's um, ranked ruin, pretty much talents ruin brawl, ranked ruin blitz, blueprints ruin grinding. <laughs> um, he's spot on with it. He's not wrong. Um, just it feels like the SEMC itself with their business tactics taking the step back from community in order to build up business and thinking they can come back into community, which in fact, once you take a step back from the community, it's very hard to gain that trust back. For sure. Um, and I know that for sure. Um, <laughs> having to go to people and apologize because that's not a nice thing to do here, T-Dog. Don't do that. Um, but um, that wag of the finger, but um, it, it's very well when you're trying to take a step back from the community you're hurting the people that put your trust in you mm -hmm. which is kind of a whole full circle way of going back right here um of kind of the lesson that i learned um that once you take a step back from the community it's very hard to gain that trust back um with them trying to build up business and trying to make vainglory almost a kind of a household name in their own way and trying to become like the next esport they're almost killing a game killing their own uh killing their own game in a way mm -hmm. um and it's and it's but, not only uh the players some of these older players are getting frustrated and leaving or deciding like it's time to move on uh, we're also seeing people the devs that have been in the game for a long time leaving my heart getting fired uh really not totally sure on the grounds that all of these people left on uh all the tweets seemed very positive that they let out but playoff beard vain shame god's eye uh and evil finn left uh what was it probably like six months ago now but she left for different reasons to move back to finland um so hers was a, a little outside of this recent yeah. round of people leaving uh, but it still very well hits the mark of these main OG people that made what the game is today. I think How... anyone who was playing from the beginning of the North American release or very early on, Playoff Beard was there. He played like all the time. He was in game playing every night, and you could see him playing, linking up with people often with uh, the pro players so he could uh, pad his skill tier, but he was there <laughs> playing. <laughs> oh, John, full blast there. But, uh, good Lord. I mean, I've met these people yeah. personally, and when I think they're no longer going to be part of the community, like, there's a tightness in my chest because, I'm sorry, whoever does replace them, they're not, they have big shoes to fill because they're still going to be in the shadow of, okay, are you still going to do as good as playoff beard? Are you still going to do as good as vain shame? Because these like vain shame and God's like, they were part of the community that were brought on to SEMC. Right. Um, like, uh, playoff beard, just especially with his wealth of knowledge in the entertainment energy uh, industry um, and his background experience. And now he, if for himself leaving it's just i'm scared to be completely honest um for yeah. very good reason of these og people yeah vain shame built up 
the design and overall aesthetic of the esports scene. Um, it could possibly be that because it's going to the ESL um, out there in Vegas, they were just like, oh, they're going to handle everything. And his role basically got outsourced <laughs> to really. Uh, so maybe it was just filled and he wasn't needed uh, as part of the content or design team at SCMC as much because he was very much on the esports side like i don't i don't know all the reasons for people are leaving there's lots of guesses people are making speculations so it's it's hard for me to say other than just like i'm really sad to see these people go yeah it's it's does a leave a big gashing uh gashing sorry gaping <laughs> within the scmc itself because now you have to realize Playoff Beard's position was absolutely huge. He was one of the main people trying to hold these productions and still go through, as well as Vain Shame on the running the broadcast end of it. Someone's going to have to pick up that slack. And with SEMC now taking on more responsibility for its employees, with people either fire, leave on their own terms, doesn't matter what, they're still gone. Yeah. So um, I'm just, I'm hoping that SEMC can try to make up that loss because if they don't, I honestly don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. Hopefully this is it. I have a bad feeling it may not be it because they may just be trying to downsize. The, um, they grew very quickly to kind of meet the demand, I think, of 5v5 and what they had to accomplish. And now that it's here, mm-hmm. They might be just contracting back down to focus and like yeah, uh, and with five v five not doing as well as they hoped, uh, I I believe it. Yeah, so uh, we'll have to we'll have to see. But I don't want to end this episode on all like downer players leaving. Down, leaving. it's leaving. <laughs> uh, the last bit of news is that uh, broken myth, you know, a site that is very much part of the Vanglory community is searching for analysts. They. Uh, they want to do more pro builds and more in-depth articles. I think they see that uh, people are hungry for that kind of stuff. There's not enough people doing it. There's not enough people talking about it. Excoundrel does some videos about it. Some of the pros like Flash break down tier lists yeah. and talk about changes. But for the most part, they are the only Vanglory site there is. So <laughs> they, yeah, they need they... help. And they're uh, they're the monopoly of the Vainglory <laughs> websites for sure. Um, and honestly, I've I've talked with Sean before. Uh, absolutely an amazing person, um, and all dedicated for sure to that website. Mm-hmm. That is his baby, and um, he has done absolutely fantastic, um, and just absolutely keeping on it and. If you're looking for a place or at least to build connections within the community, that would be one way to get your foot in the door. Yeah, for sure. Uh, especially with 5v5, there's lots of theories and thoughts. You know, T-Tigers is writing articles on Medium, but that's uh, that's about it. So you could be uh, uh, you could get your foot in the door, especially in the esports. If you write for Broken Myth, you might get picked up by one of these teams. Who knows what teams are going to be here in the franchise yeah. scene, um, if there is a franchise scene. But you might get picked up because you're an analyst writing for Broken Myth that may uh, spark some interest, and you might get on TSM or uh, Gangstars or one and whoever else is around. <laughs> as yeah, at, at this point, you never know, um, especially with five v five being five player teams now. Uh, they're going to be looking to expand the rosters and trying to become better than any other team right now. Yeah, sure. Well. All right, I think we should end it there. Uh, this was a great episode, and it's awesome to hear and see that you're coming back, T Dog. I can't wait to see your streams, and hopefully the podcast uh, pops up as well. Um, and good to hear that you're doing all right. Thank you, and I definitely do appreciate it, guys. If you do want to find uh, myself, um, Instagram as well as uh, Twitter at T Dog for Clysis. I'm sure Brad's going to be taking care of that. And please make sure to like, follow, and subscribe to everything this man asked because this, uh, without Brad, we would not have Shattered the Bane and not be listening to this awesome podcast and especially for an outlet uh, to speak on.
Yeah, I'll include all those links in the show notes and the stuff we talked about. Yeah, Shadow the Vein's on Twitter, at Shadow the Vein, Shadow the Vein website. Everything gets posted there, links to iTunes, Stitcher, the YouTube version as well. And uh, yeah, getting close to episode 200, so episode 199 next week. Um, We'll have to see what happens. Hopefully uh, some good news. Uh, It's good news. T-Dog is coming back, but hopefully we have some uh, (laughs) stuff on 3.2 and maybe some of these bugs getting fixed and things like that that, uh, you know, uh, I'm sure all the players would be happy to hear. (laughs) Very much so, yeah. Cool. Well, that'll do it, and take care. Let's get this over with.